I was watching The Last Dance with my sons and I realized, though it was about Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and the Chicago Bulls, one of the biggest factors of the Chicago Bulls was Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson was the leader, the coach. He's the person, as soon as he stepped on to that team, he helped them to get a ring. He was able to help them to see who they were individually and as a leader and as a team. And I think that's why we need a coach because you need somebody to help you develop yourself personally and within a group. So that's what Al Hardy is here to do. That's what I'm here to do is help you to grow personally and within your team, within your group, within your family. Go to www.mralhardy.com forward slash coaching sessions. Promo code Al's Chicken and Waffles. Hold on. Stop. Stop what you're doing. Get your notepad. Get your phone out. Because this episode is one of the best episodes we had. I ain't going to say the best is one of the strongest episodes. You're going to get a lot of information. You're learning about negotiation, communication, and then expectation. You're learning about all three of these things in this episode. My man, John Freedus, man, he's a life coach. He's a, a, a financial planner. He's a CPA. He works at one of the big firms, but it's this honest, thoughtful, and empathetic type of conversation, and you're going to learn a lot. What's going on, everybody? This is Al Hardy. Al Hardy's Chicken and Waffles. You know why I call it Chicken and Waffles. I call it the dynamic duo. And what we're talking about here, we talk about relationships, talk about all different types of relationships, marriage, family, community. Uh, so today we got a super intelligent brother and he's very relevant. So sometimes you could be very intelligent, but not relevant. Like, so y- you, you could talk about history. You, you, <laughs> you could talk about the stars, but if you're not mm. making it relevant to, mm. to the people, you know, is, is of none effect. You know what I mean? Um, so I have a super great, great dude, dope brother. His name is John Freejust. John, what's going on? Ah, uh, what's up, baby? How you feel? Good, 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 good. So, so, Man. J- so, John. Thank you, bro. No doubt, no doubt. So, 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 John. So, you know, so we met, right? We met in church, um, building. Yep. But I think our connection lies beyond the church. A lot of times, uh, people meet in one sector or you know one area of life, and then mm-hmm. it kind of just stays there. You know what I mean? You ever play ball mm-hmm. with somebody? And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, your relationship just stays right there on the court. You know what I mean? Right. You, don't, <laughs> you don't have nothing else to say. You don't have nothing right. else to, to talk about. You know what I mean? You might have good chemistry, but, you mm-hmm. know, but outside of 
that space or that that sector, you don't have anything else to talk about. And I I, I have relationships like that, and it's okay. But with you, mm-hmm. you know, it's always a deep enriching conversation. And you know, and and then the other thing, man, as 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 black men, I think you know, I try to stay on top of you. Uh, pause. I try to stay, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, nah, let me stop. <laughs> I, we, we, we try to keep each other accountable on keeping in contact with each other, like, you know what I mean? Sharing, you know what I mean? Our vulnerabilities, what's happening um, in, 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 in our lives, you know what I mean? Careers, relationships, and everything like that. You know what I mean? So, um, so John, let, let everybody know what it is that you do, bro. Yeah. Uh, yo, first of all, thanks for having me, bro. Uh, I love the title, Chicken and Waffles. That's super dope. No doubt, and, uh I really just got to commend you, bro, because you're probably one of the best people I know who keeps tabs, you know? So um, one of my vices is probably falling into my work and, and going under the radar and not checking in as much as I probably should. But you always reach out to me. So I just always want to um, salute you and, and thank you, bro, for the work that you've done but also just making sure that brothers are good so uh and your your personal example for me is dope because you lead through vulnerability Thank you know you. some people lead through their gifts and their talents which isn't the best thing. you use your gifts and talents but you start off with vulnerability and that's where a lot of brothers can connect with you and i think that's how we connect the best because one of the words to best describe you is authentic Thank you, you just keep it you keep the buck you don't you don't miss words you keep it 100 but you also make it relevant to what people are actually going through. So appreciate thank you. you. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. So, Absolutely. So, so so tell the people, so I you know, so I, I know what it is that you do. So I know you're a CPA, um, you are you're a coach, um, you've you've authored, you know, you, you authored a book and you're about to author another one. So uh let's 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 get into that, right? Like let, how did you get into this space, right? Because to be a CPA you, some would say that that you're accomplished. I would say that um, to be a coach, you know, that that takes a a, a level of empathy. And and let's and let's like let's talk about that, right? Because when we talk about a CPA, sometimes a CPA is is uh, the personality of one. It can be uh, off putting. You know what I mean. <laughs> Right. That's a fact. That's yeah, a fact. Yeah, because what they're dealing with, they're really thinking from a logical standpoint and, and from, right. from numeric, <laughs> they process things. Right. And then, But on the flip side, as a coach, you have to, as you would say, as you just said, you have to be vulnerable. So yep. how does the two come together? Yeah, um, that's, that's a really good question, bro. You know, they say, um, it's been said that um, money makes the world go round. But I don't think that's true. I think anxiety makes the world go round. Mm. And a lot of people have anxiety about money. Mm. And so uh, right now I transitioned from an auditor to a financial planner, mm. which I've been doing for the last seven years. And uh, for a lot of people, it's it's less technical. It's a lot of behavior that we have to speak to mm. as it relates to financial planning. Right? We talk about cash flow, mm-hmm. debt management, insurance, estate planning. These are these can be really emotional topics because it's really about how you live your life. Yeah. So um, I come in with the financial, you know, um, measures and the tools that we use. But at the end of the day, I'm really dealing with somebody's life and helping them make better choices and helping them live the type of life they want to live. 
in a wise manner. So that's kind of how the two relate at this point in time. I feel you. Uh, and and um, you know, one of our good friends, Doctor uh, Doctor Magdala uh, Cherry. Yes. Um, one yep. of the things you know she's on my case about is my health, right? And mm-hmm. she says sometimes you know you can get caught up in your day. You might you might not work out, but certain things that you can do is mm-hmm. every time you pick up something to eat, you make that decision on if it's going to be something good or if it's going to be something that's not too good for you. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think the same thing happens when we uh, go out and we swipe our card. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How do you help people with having a discipline in their decision-making? First thing I do is uh, help them develop a vision. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says without, without a vision, the people perish. Yeah. So you gotta look. You have to look in the distance, and um, it takes a level of maturity because you know children do what feels good, mm-hmm. but when you become an adult, you gotta make a plan and execute on that plan. And that, part of that plan is developing a, a vision of where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And in order to get to your vision, your destiny, it takes discipline and dedication. So our first, our first thing I want to do is not necessarily get somebody to be disciplined. I want them to develop a vision for their future. Mm-hmm. Right. Once you can develop a vision for your future, then I can say, all right, now we can work backwards. How do we get from, from here to there? And a part of that is being disciplined in your budget and your planning right now. Mm. So, mm. you know, getting people to get a sense of what, what their financial position is and what they want their financial to be, position to be in the future. And then from there, we look at what we need to do in between time. So, so, so you know, you have people in different ages like so do you have deal with people in different demographics or ages and stages in their life absolutely absolutely i've been fortunate um right now working at a um, financial planning company um we have a number of engagements where i work with clergy um i work with folks from state agencies so Mm -hmm. police officers firefighters teachers county commissioners judges and they all are in different uh socioeconomic positions, all from different uh, life experiences, different points of life, whether they're just starting their career or about to retire. So you, I'm fortunate to get to, you know, a scope uh, of people's lives across the board. And everybody has a different priority. So, so that's been really, really helpful. So that's, 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 that's good right there. So when you, when we look at that, right, do, so when you look at a teacher as opposed to a mm-hmm. clergyman, do they mm-hmm. have different, like, can you have, do you have, like, I'm not going to say data, but can you track their behavior on the things that they do as it pertains to how their spending habits, their spending habits? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Fortunately, um, we, people come to us and they let us know the position of their people. So mm-hmm. they kind of bring the information like uh, the United Methodist Church, for example. They'll come to us and say, hey, here's what what's going on with our clergy. And for mm-hmm. a lot of clergy, not just with them, in general, um, there's not as much of a focus on financial planning. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been, and we've seen this in the past, where there's a um, interpretation of the word where God is going to plan for everything. God is going to cover everything. Mm. And what happens is that folks don't plan for a long time. And once they get close to retirement, they're like, wait a minute. Uh, there's things that I, I, told, I thought God was going to do for me that I had to do for myself. Mm. <laughs> you know, And we see that fairly often. And uh, so my job is kind of to help them go, you know what, let me help you understand the terminology and let me help you put a plan in place to get to 
um, the retirement position you want to get to. So I see that fairly often with clergy. Uh, but with other folks, you know, we, we track behavior patterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that 80% of Americans don't have a working budget right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've heard recently that the average American, if they were in need of $400 for an emergency, they wouldn't be able to access that. So we, um, we have information in general, and then we learn specific information about people based on their field and their demographics. Wow. So, 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 so what are some behaviors that we have to stay away from as it pertains to uh, budgeting? Oh, um, not, not having a plan, <laughs> uh-huh. not having a plan and, um, and, and actually writing down your, your budget, you know, um, your budget is telling, telling the money where to go instead of wondering where it went. So, um, mm. Dave, Dave Ramsey's a popular guy. A lot of people heard of him. Other, other people like Susie Orman, but um, I really like Dave Ramsey's approach. He's saying every dollar has to have a name. You need to have a zero-based budget. Now, that assumes, of course, that you have a job and a consistent income. Mm-hmm. So if you're blessed to be in that type of position and you want to take advantage of the opportunity um, to have you know, uh, money coming in to plan for every single dollar and then uh, hopefully grow that over time, and um, you can position yourself to whether it's pay off debt, save for a particular goal, whether it's buying a house, and also save for retirement. That's good. So, so let me ask you this because I love Dave mm-hmm. Dave Dave Ramsey too, to an extent, mm-hmm. right? Because he, <laughs> no, no, seriously, you know what I mean. Right. Uh, I, right. I, and and I say I say it like this: like he's he's modest in his approach, and I I like the approach of being debt free. You know what I mean. Right. Being right. able to pay everything off. You know. Right. But uh, I think the other part though that for us as Black people is about ownership. You know what I mean? Yes. And I'm right. not I'm not talking about owning a home because that's a big debt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. But, but you know, having cash flow, you know, having something that that you, you own that you and and, and 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 don't get me wrong, uh a house could leverage so much. So don't 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 get me wrong on that, right? Sure, and and sure. then and and at the same time, you know, um in our country, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the reason why uh, I, I would say I, I, Claude, Claude Anderson, you know, he 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 kind of talks about uh, us as black people. It was like uh, it's like having somebody who ran a race, right? You, mm-hmm. You're running a race against somebody, and they ran uh, they ran like for for 40, 40 miles, and then. Mm-hmm. And then they say, then they have black people and say, "All right, you can come on in." After they, you know, <laughs> you see what right. I'm saying. So, and yep. that's what home ownership has done, right? Um, home right. ownership has has uh, been been one of the 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 things that has helped people to pass wealth on, you know, yes. to, yep. gen- generationally. So, yep. Uh, so I'm I'm not talking in that in that regard, but a lot of times. Okay. Uh, so that's like more so a long-term investment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I'm talking about what is it, you know, ownership, right? Uh, wh- how do we bridge that from paying off our debt to to owning something? It could be stocks, you know what I mean? Right. It, it, it can be a house, you know what I mean? But how can we leverage mm-hmm. that to to have some some extra cash flow? Because a lot of times in our community, when we talk about that $400, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
it's because we don't have enough cash flow. Right. You know, so sometimes it's, it's budgeting and we right. have to have enough cash flow. So how do we balance right. all of that? You know what I mean? Especially in our community. Right, right. And you make a good point because um, uh, you hit the nail on the head when you talked about Claude Anderson. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've been behind um, for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us, we shoot ourselves in the foot mm-hmm. when we try to look rich instead of be rich. Mm. So I think the bad behavior in our community needs to stop in the sense of, and I saw a meme on, on uh, Instagram the other day. It's not to be judgmental. It was. It said, um, "I don't want to hear about the three the three thousand shades you have on when you live in apartment F." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. um, making sure we have the right priorities. And um, and I've been guilty. You know what I'm saying? I, I got. I, I used to. I used to uh, take my check to the ca- check cashing place when I was like 15, 16 years old instead of saving it because I wanted to get my my white teas and my pepes and put minutes on my phone. I'm dating myself. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. there was a lack of priorities. So I think we need to make sure we have the right priorities. But then you want to know what options are available. Like you said, home ownership is one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a, a retirement plan with your job, if you're working uh, by God's grace and they uh, have a matching program, even, even if they don't have a matching program, you can participate in that. So if mm-hmm. it's 401k or 403b, 457, you can contribute to that every time you receive a paycheck. And I also want to throw this in here. Mm-hmm. There's something called the Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. It's an individual retirement account. Mm-hmm. Um, you can open that up with your local bank or brokerage. So with the Roth IRA, I think it can work like an emergency account, a pseudo emergency account, mm-hmm. uh, because you can contribute to that on an after-tax basis and the earnings are tax-free. Okay. So for anyone who listens to this, I would recommend um, taking advantage of your employer's 401k if they have a match program. And um, you can also open up a Roth IRA. And any disposable income you have, you can contribute to that. As it relates to developing passive income, um, like you said, we got to play the long game. So folks are, um, if you're not going to buy a house, if you have some cash, you can also choose to go in the rental property direction. Okay. I know there are folks who are, who are doing that. Um, you do need to have an understanding of mortgages and um, and credit, and you need to have some cash on hand. Sometimes you don't have to have cash, but you do need you do need a lot of wisdom, and you need to talk to folks who've been in that game That's a deep. lot. I think there's a, a New Jersey-based uh, program called uh, Flip This House, or something like that. DJ Envy on the Breakfast Club talks about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, so it's a flipping property. Yeah, so. Awesome. So and, and so all right so 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 let's talk about this type of behavior and this type of mentality right because because uh-huh. if we play in the long game right, right. can can we play the long game and still have certain things that we want now because because for instance like I've I've heard so what what is what's the age of what's the average age of retirement <laughs> right now it's going up <laughs> so okay. uh, it was sixty five uh-huh. um. For Social Security, you can collect as early as 62, but if you're born after, I think, like, 1960, it's like 67, so between that time. Okay. So, and the, the, average, the, average, the average age that the that a person dies is around, what, what, what 75? 85. 85? Right. So, let's just say you have a person who is 
uh, in his thirties, let's just say thirty-five, um, and they, mm-hmm. you know, they 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 have a career. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they, a lot of times, you know, I think the idea is uh, they're saving up for retirement, but by the time they get to that age, you know, they've been so disciplined that they they haven't had that the the golden years to enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How, how how can a person have both? Yeah, I think uh, like like you talked about, and I was going to talk about that after flipping properties, uh-huh. developing passive streams of income. Uh-huh. Um, right now, because of the internet, folks are starting businesses online. Yeah, um, folks are selling T-shirts. Folks are selling hats. Uh-huh. Um, I'm selling books. Um, folks are doing speaking engagements. Um, there's a, a ton of different businesses you can start. Mm-hmm. And I recommend that people look at the talents they have mm-hmm. and and find a way to monetize the talent. Um, and I think the internet gives everyone an opportunity. It, it uh, almost levels the playing field um, for us because you can get on on the online and start a business if you're selling a product or a service that people need and you're good to go. Um, so I think that looking at the talents you have can can open up different revenue streams for you. That's good. That's good. Um, and, and and let's let's go into it. You said you you you, you write books. So, uh, your first book, uh, bridging yeah. the gap, correct? Bridge the gaps. Yeah, lessons on self awareness, self development, self care. So 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 unpack it a little bit for us. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So bridge the gaps. Um, it, it was published in 2017. I self published it. Um, the idea behind bridge the gaps is that. The common denominator for every single person is that none of our parents are perfect. Hmm. Safe to say? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and there's a spectrum. So, so some so, people had. So, so yeah, I think I think the, the the struggle is is that you know, uh, depending on how you was raised, right? Um, mm-hmm. We have to come to grips with that. You know what I mean? We have to come right. to grips with that the person who is. Uh, that we even saw as a superhero or we thought should have been a superhero, we have to live, we have to understand their failure, that that they're human, right? And mm-hmm. and for, mm-hmm. uh, for for a lot of people, we don't, we, we don't come to grips with that. You know what I mean? So how do you, right. how do you unpack, unpack that in the book? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, that's a great, great point. So understanding where you come from, understanding your background, mm-hmm. you know, some people have great parents who provided them with almost everything they needed, maybe, but maybe their parents made a mistake right, along the way. Mm-hmm. Maybe they said something they shouldn't have said, mm-hmm. or maybe they didn't do what they said they were going to do. And so that's one end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And then the other side is people who've been through serious abuse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I worked as a life skills coach at a group home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Many of the young people were there because their parents were unable or unwilling to be the kind of parents they needed. So whether it was parents who were incarcerated, parents who were addicted to drugs, parents who were negligent, or parents who were abusive, and anywhere in between, right? And um, and the reason why I called it uh, bridge the gaps is because to compensate for those deficits, we want to we want to bridge the gaps, and in three particular areas: mm-hmm. self awareness, mm-hmm. self development, and self care. Mm-hmm. And we all, every single person can benefit at every stage of life. Self-awareness, self-development, self-care. 
who am I, what am I called to do, and how do I accomplish my goals? And the third situation, the third area is how to love, mm-hmm. how to love. Right now, they're, they're changing the, the, the curriculums in school mm-hmm. where kids are learning uh, financial literacy in a lot of schools because we've heard the cry of a generation say, I didn't learn how to manage money. But rarely have we learned how to love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Many of us want to love, but do we know how to love? Mm-hmm. Do we know how to set boundaries? Do we know how to grieve our losses? Not just when somebody passes away, but little losses we have, whether you know you lost a job or you had a friendship that um, you know faded away for whatever reason. If you get divorced or you know you had a dream that you you had that you lost, you want to be able to grieve those losses so you can live more bravely. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to identify safe friends? You know, we as as parents and and uh, I'm a godfather and uncles. We teach young people how to pick good friends, but mm-hmm. we got to do the same thing as adults. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you want to identify uh, what good character looks like, and then you also want to develop that character in yourself. So um, for me, identifying where you come from, understanding the particular patterns of your family. Um, we call in my church. We have a class called Emotionally Healthy Relationship Skills, mm-hmm. and one of the classes is we do a genogram, and mm-hmm. that's like a symbolic family tree, where you look at the different patterns in your family, whether it's divorce abuse, mental illness, financial instability. There are positive legacies that we get from our families, but it's not the positive legacies that cause the trouble. It's the negative one. Mm. So identifying those legacies for each, each and every family. Um, and then, um, you know, you can break the generational curses through, through prayer. We believe in the power of prayer, mm-hmm. but then learning the skills. So if you got to go to counseling, you got to do that. You got to mm-hmm. take classes, do that. You got to read books, do that. Be very intentional to break the generational patterns. Based on your own investigation of your family background, and that's good. That's powerful right there. That's powerful right there. And I, I guess uh, I, I kind of wanted to unpack, you know, uh, the the self love. Like so, it, it, and I'm in the process. I do this this talk, and I'm in the process of writing this book called "No Man Wants to Dance Alone." Right, and mm. And, mm. In, and in that dance, you talk about setting boundaries, but then mm-hmm. also. Uh, how to choose and, and and what I mean that is how to embrace people um, and I think what I've seen is people live on the extreme of, of, of the two you know what I mean mm-hmm. and they don't know mm-hmm. how to have that that delicate dance you know what I mean right so right. so so you know so you have somebody who they either shut you out they shut down so their boundary, so that they they keep their guard up. They always guard it, or right. or you have the other person who is they just let anybody into their space. You know what right. I mean? And yeah. and I think wisdom, as we was talk talk about it, wisdom and coaching and counseling helps you to mm-hmm. have that delicate, you know what I mean, dance of understanding who to choose and who not to choose. You know, mm-hmm. uh, because. It could be tough, you know what I mean? And then sometimes the people that you choose, they're only there for a season, you know what I mean? Right. And then right. how do you know when that season is over? I think sometimes that's the hardest thing is 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 choosing uh, the right person in the wrong time. You see what I'm saying? Whew. That's good. You know, so... That's good. So, I mean, so in coaching, in coaching, how do you help, you know, people in that area? Gotcha. So, um... It depends on the season of life that they're in, mm-hmm. for sure. 
Um, I think if you're if you're over the age of thirty, you you've been through enough that you can use your own experience uh-huh. and extract principles from that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've been you've been around a while, you you bumped your head a couple times. Um, and and I do work in the prisons. Uh-huh. And one of my my big beliefs is that the second half of your life uh-huh. can be better than the first half of your life. Yeah. If you learn the lessons, you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And, and when I say that, so many, so many of the brothers understand exactly what I'm talking about. Because yeah. you know who not to deal with, you know who not to be cool with, you know what type of relationships you should have pursued in the past. And and so to answer your question, I think you need to develop a healthy radar for good people. Mm. A mm. radar. You want to you want to you want to have a radar for good people. So in chapter 33 of my book called Boundary Boundaries and Safe People, mm. one of the the so I have an acronym called CASUAL. Uh-huh. And it's on my website as well, thebridge330.com. Uh-huh. CASUAL. So I took the, basically the term casual friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we, we, we hang out, we watch the game together. But I also look at casual friends as people who you feel safe around. Mm-hmm. And I broke it down in, in an acronym. Mm-hmm. Uh, an acronym is C, is you clear up assumptions and mm-hmm. clarify expectations. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that's happened in the relationship, we don't have a problem having a conversation about what we expect and what we're assuming. You, you ever had moments like, oh, where like, I think that you think that I think, and then I, we have to clear that up, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, Al, I sent you a text and you're in response. So I think that you think that you got beef with me, which never happened. It never happened to us, but this happens to people. Yeah. And assumptions can destroy relationships. So it's clarifying assumptions and clear, uh, I'm sorry, expectations and clearing up assumptions. Mm. The second is uh, accepting people's individuality, mm-hmm. that we don't try to change people. Mm-hmm. We, we understand who they are and we learn to love them mm-hmm. um, instead of trying to make them the, the version of the person that we want them to be, mm-hmm. right? Because one thing you learn over time is that you can't change anybody. Mm-hmm. We can help people become better, mm-hmm. but we don't try to change anybody. Al, I am naturally an introvert. Uh-huh. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh-huh. I don't like to be in big crowds. Uh-huh. If people invite me to these parties, I'm like, I don't want to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people might interpret that as you're a bad friend. The truth is that that's just not me. If you say, yo, John, let's go hang out. Just one or two people. We're going to play pool. I would uh-huh. love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just how I, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. accepting people's individuality. Uh-huh. The S is secret keeper. Um, one of the ways that I assess people who are safe is that if I'm having a conversation with you and you start telling me somebody else's business, I know I can't trust you. Because mm. you, you you break confidence. And the Bible says a gossip betrays a confidence. Mm. We all have secrets. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We all have stuff that we would rather no one know about or stuff that involves other people that we want to. We have to work out in our lives as we try to live our purpose. Mm-hmm. And we want to have friends who we can work through some of those issues with. Mm-hmm. And I have to know that uh, my 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 pearls are safe. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And vice versa. So when you tell me something, Al, guess who's gonna find out? Nobody. Mm. It's gonna go to the grave. You know, Al's, Al's, It's like you're trusting me with major parts of your life. I gotta keep that to myself. Mm-hmm. So that's the S. The U is undivided. Now I'm gonna speed through it. It's undivided. In other words, you're the same person all the time. Mm-hmm. You can take your time. Uh, you don't. Okay. This, okay. This is my you... podcast. You good? Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. Because I can talk about this all day, bro, because I've seen so much pain when yeah. people don't have the radar, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, undivided, you're the same person all the time. You're not a 
a blood over here, a crip over here, a Democrat over here, you know, <laughs> you know, Republican over here, yeah, a Christian here, nation of Islam here. You the same person all the time, so I know what to expect. A double-minded um, man. Absolutely, you yeah. find that it's in this world, mm-hmm. uh, particularly with social media. If you don't know who you are, you're going to create a version of yourself. Mm. And lie to the world in order to, you know, be somebody you're not. And it's so easy to create a false persona for whatever reason. So mm-hmm. uh, being undivided, which starts with self-awareness. Mm. And uh, the A is avoiding judgment. Mm-hmm. Right? Only God can judge. Mm-hmm. So it's not my place to judge you. Like, Al, if you share something you've done wrong, I can, I can, I can say, yo, Al, you know, you know you was wrong for that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not, in a judge, it's not in a judgmental way. It's saying, yo, bro... As your brother, particularly because we have a standard in the word of God, here's the standard and you know you was wrong for that. And vice versa. And you've done that to me. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know you was wrong for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't uh, remember John, it, but... <laughs> you've, had, you've had moments where you said, John, you know you know we need community, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you know might... we need community. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yo, John, you, need, you know, you, know you, need, you need community and you know your way of thinking, ain't, that's not the right way. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I just prefer to be dolo. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, and um, and then the L is limits. L, so that's boundaries. Yeah, you know, teaching people how to treat you with um, what they say to you, how they deal with you, um, with money, <laughs> which is another. That's a whole conversation on its own. Yeah, um, yeah, but teaching people how to treat you, having the appropriate boundaries. I know what Al doesn't like. I know what he what he likes, and I know how to interact with him based on who he is. So that's that's powerful. That's powerful that's right there. So, mm-hmm. so, so, I, I, we was talking um, a little earlier, and we was talking about expectations in relationship. Can you kind of, and you, you mentioned it, you know, in your, uh, in your acronym. Can you kind of elaborate more on expectations? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think expectations is is really the root of, of heartache. Mm-hmm. Um, when you believe something's going to happen in a relationship, or somebody's going to do something in a relationship. Um, some, some of the areas where expectations are, are, are most prevalent is around things like holidays, mm-hmm. birthdays, mm-hmm. vacations, mm-hmm. communication. So it's like, if your birthday comes around, Al, what do you expect from me? To, to, what do you expect me to do? Give me a call, exactly. or text me. <laughs> right. You want me to acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah. To, to some degree. But what happens if um, and, and let me back up. There's no such thing as common sense. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as common sense. Mm-hmm. There's what's common to you, and there's what's common to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we use the word common sense, and, and to some degree we get it, mm-hmm. but everyone has a different experience around those issues. Yeah. So some people come from homes where their birthday was a holiday. Mm-hmm. Not only that, they had a birthday month. Like, yeah. like this is the month of September. Uh-huh. This is my birthday month. Yeah. I want people to worship me in the month of September. That's yeah. how some people were raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And for some people, like, their birthday was just another day. Yeah. Nobody acknowledged them. They were so busy trying to make it that mm-hmm. there was no time. Maybe their teachers said happy birthday. And what happens is that person became accustomed to no one acknowledging their birthday. Mm. And they use that standard with everybody else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think that that's a really important thing to recognize that we all come from a different place. So, and so, so what, whether what, it's birthday, what, talk to me. 
but there is there is expectations though like so exactly if, so so how do you work through that you know what i mean like for instance my so and and it's different it's different levels like if if we're friends like like i i you know i expect you to give me a call on my birthday you know right. like you know right but right. on the opposite end with my like w- with my parents they've been married 41 years 41 mm. years you know what i mean mm. they their expectation is that my father's going to come home every day you know what i mean mm-hmm. like and right. I'm, I'm i'm using that you know what i mean as we that's common sense for, but in essence you know is not necessarily always expect like you know everybody don't don't expect it you know what i mean he's he's he has a habit of doing the same thing so we expect right. we expect him to do what it is that he that he's been doing does that make sense absolutely absolutely so but so, so how do we bridge you know how can we bring down our expectations for that individuality that that you talked right. about right so um what we want to do is for for all of for all of us we want to evaluate mm-hmm. whether we have a valid expectation mm-hmm. or an invalid expectation mm-hmm. so I use the word CARS to, as an acronym. I'm, mm. I'm a, I love acronyms. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. how my brain works. That's good. So we want to make sure that we have a valid expectation. And it has four um, attributes, CARS. Mm-hmm. Number one is conscious. Mm-hmm. It's conscious. In other words, you know that you have this expectation. Mm-hmm. So let's say, like you said, um, well, let's say, let's say, you know, uh, every day um, or every other day, we talk on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk and we talk about sports every other day. And I just get used to our friendship and our brotherhood. Every other day, I know I'm going to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Or, or at least that's been the pattern. Mm-hmm. And then we don't talk for a week. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, yo, bro, you ain't called me. Yeah. And what, what happened is we've been doing something in the pattern, but we never agreed to it. And it was not a valid expect. I've never... We never actually said, I'm going to call you every other day just to check up on my bro. Mm. It's so, so I just realized, wait a minute, I had an expectation that this was going to happen that I didn't even realize it was an expectation. It was just a pattern that was broken. And that was the point that I realized, hold up, I'm expecting that this is going to happen because it's just, it, it was just something that we've been doing. Does that make sense? So you yeah, know man. that you have this expectation. That's, that's Sometimes we get surprised. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like oh, snap. I don't even know why I'm in my feelings right now. When Al never owed me anything, we never agreed to anything. Mm. So and that leads. So oh, so 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 the the negotiation, the agreement, the verbal negotiation, the verbal agreement is very important. Right. And, and, so so and, let me read. That, I'm gonna lead to the next three right here. Okay. So it's conscious, and the uh-huh. A is a, it's a so A is it's agreed upon. Uh huh. So it's something that, yo, yo, I'm going to call you. Like, if you tell me, yo, I'm going to call you on Thursday and on Saturday mm-hmm. just as accountability. Like, let's say we have an accountability checkup. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call. It's agreed upon. And I'm like, word, let's do that. Yeah. So it's agreed. Uh, the so conscious, agreed mm-hmm. upon, mm-hmm. are realistic. Mm-hmm. Is it something that you can actually do based mm-hmm. on the limits that you have? Uh, we all have limits because of work 
because of uh, our different responsibilities mm-hmm. as parents, as husbands, as business owners, whatever it is, mm-hmm. we all have limits. So is it a realistic thing for you to say, are we going to talk on the phone every every other day for two hours as a form of accountability for each other? Is mm-hmm. it realistic? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then the S is that it has to be spoken, uh, which is assumed already. Okay. So we actually have to communicate that. We can't just make it up in our head and expect other people to conform to that that's and that's good so and, and uh, let me just step back to the r to the realistic yeah. so, so and, and this is where things can uh get murky sometimes is mm-hmm. some, something can be realistic for me in a season in my life but unrealistic in another season right true so so true. so, so do we have to readjust because when you said realistic sometimes i was thinking you have to readjust you know what I mean? And then if you do readjust, are you being unauthentic to the, what you had agreed upon? Well, that, that's where you have renegotiations. Okay. Okay. And and that's where we get to exercise flexibility in our relationships. Okay. I can't expect you to have the same set of limits now than in a year from now or five years from now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your life is going to look like. Mm-hmm. You know, you may you may say, John, I just got this a big opportunity to to become a radio personality. Guess what? Your life is gonna change. Yeah. Your life is gonna change. And I, as a friend who supports your purpose, your growth, I have to be willing to give up what I've become accustomed to for your good. Yeah. But guess what? Everybody's not like that. Yeah. Everybody's not everybody's not, you know, oh I, I just I just love you and whatever you want. You know, some people are are we all relationships require maintenance. How about that? That's true. That's and true. some people are very high maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people are just high maintenance folks. And fortunately, I don't have a lot of people like that in my in my, my life. And, <laughs> Where it's like, yo, bro, you just mad high maintenance. You know, so, yeah. and some people, uh, there's some friends who are just really busy in ministry. They're corporate executives. They're like big time uh, pastors and leaders. We can talk probably once every six months. And you know what? It, we pick up where we left off. Mm-hmm. And that, those are the type of friendships that I appreciate. It, it's not always um, great to have that type of distance, but in some seasons of life, um, it, it just the time frame when we can chop it up for a long period of time is limited. But when we do spend time, we just pick up where we left off. So, so, so this, this leading me to, to our conversations, right? Um, because, okay. you know, we're, we're and we and we're going to go to to community in 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 a few but you know you're a single man I'm a single man however mm-hmm. you know I'm divorced you're, you mm-hmm. you've 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 been single um mm-hmm. so you know so for me I'm used to constant communication you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. and and you and you know like you're busy you're making moves you know um, right. you said you're an introvert you know and you know, and distance is, is cool with you, right? right? So, so, so the thing is, is that how do you do, do you embrace? Um, and I'm and I'm I'm using you as an example, but do you mm-hmm. embrace? Do you have people that you check in with on a regular basis, um, in in a healthy way, just to make sure that you're all right? You know, because sometimes, you know, if you're doing a lot. It could be overwhelming, mm-hmm. or you could just have your head down and you're not really 
have that time to reset, revive, and things of that nature from a communal perspective. Because you you, you, right. you know, because 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 what the community does is it informs you on who you are just as much as you're informing everybody else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like sometimes like. My, I'm gonna use my son as an example, and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully they'll forgive me. You know, sometimes <laughs> when, when 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 they're home, you know, I have to go. I have to go to their mom house, or they come over here, and I say, "Bro, did you wash up?" He's like, "No, I was just playing <laughs> playing video games." You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know what right. I mean? They they're so locked into what it is that they're doing, they're not. Right. They don't have that extra set of eyes to say. What's up with you? Are you loving yourself enough to wash up? Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So how how do you how do you navigate that? You, you know what I'm saying? That for, for that type of person. Absolutely. Uh, well, number one, having you in my life because uh, that's probably the first question you ask me every time we talk. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's why you know, there's the text. You're like, yo, who you hang out with? And I'm like. Al, leave me alone, bro. <laughs> like, yo, yo, leave me. And, I, and that's me, like, you, you said this every, every time we talk. You're like, yo, bro, we need community. And I'm like, leave me alone, dog. <laughs> that's, that's probably the area I'm weakest in. Yeah. So what I do, what I've done, um, I put controls in my life. I talk to a therapist once a month. Okay. And um, so every time I finish a big project, like, so I just finished my second book. God willing, it'll be out in the summer called The Bridge to Change, okay. which is focused on racial healing for black people. We, we're going um, to dig into it just a little bit. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah. um, so whenever I finish a big project, I, I, I'm intentional about spending time with my family. So I'm, I was at my parents' house every single day mm-hmm. after the book, uh, after I finished the manuscript for the okay. first book. Okay. So I spent like, like so it's like, for eight months to a year, I'm working, I'm researching, I'm going to conferences, I'm taking classes, um, and working on this manuscript. And once I'm done with that, that's when I'm, I'm building with my family. I'm, I'm hanging, watching the games, watching the NBA games with my pops and my brothers, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm done. And all, so I go to therapy after the, doing big projects. Um, I spend time with my family after I'm done with the big projects. I also. My church has these small groups that they do mm-hmm. on emotionally healthy relationships. I mm-hmm. sign up for the class. Okay. It's eight week classes, once a week. So I sign up for the classes where I have to drive to, to my church every week. I have to do the homework and I have to be in community. And fortunately, it's around um, topics related to my purpose, which is helping people build emotionally healthy tools. So, uh, yeah, I build those practices into my life reluctantly because I, I literally, I could stay by myself and be okay as long as I'm occupied in something. So I have to build those practices intentionally. So. That's, that's dope. And, and. so wearing the black men are dope and black women are dope shirts has been pretty amazing. Like I would walk around and people would look at my shirt and there are some people who looked very uncomfortable, but then there were people who were nodding in agreement. And that just boosted up this sense of pride that I have of being a strong black woman, as well as being having, having strong black men in my life. And I just want to share that message with the world. And a lot of the times we think that we can only share that message from verbally, you know, talking about our black, our black men and black women being so dope. But you know what? I can share that message without 
even opening my mouth and saying the word. I just put the shirt on and walk around and let the and I let the fashion speak for itself. Go to www.mrihardy.com forward slash shop and put in the promo code chicken and waffles. That's the difference. Like, you know, I would say me as a creative, you know what I mean? I love community. You know what I mean? Right. But even, <laughs> right. even with the social distancing, like I'm using this time though for, for me to to be creative though. But mm. and, but I could see you um you know you budgeting even your time that you spend with other people. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna front bro. Like this time has been hard because uh-huh. people people have been getting sick and what hearing news of people passing away is sad. Yeah. But on one hand being by myself all day and I got a room full of books I'm chilling. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I I'm not gonna front. Like I'm chilling. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with I'm you. Not... I'm, I, 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 I could do the delicate dance. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I can. I can. I, I, I could go. I could go back and forth. You know what I mean? So this time, okay, gotcha. This time isn't really isn't really bothering me because okay. you know because I'm same thing. I'm trying to budget my time and, and work on stuff. Like even with this, you know what I mean? Right. We're we're we're, gonna, we're pumping out these these episodes, so. This is like, you know, this is golden to me. You know what I mean? Um, no. uh, but so let's talk about your new your new your new piece of work. And 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 what's the name of the book? So the book is called The Bridge to Change. Okay. Um, mentoring tools for parents, teachers, coaches, and counselors for, for leaders in general. Okay. Essentially. Um okay. it builds on the first book, Bridge the Gaps. Uh-huh. The first book is um appropriate for anybody high school aging up. Mm-hmm. And it has an undertone of Christian principles and Christian themes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bridge to Change is focused specifically on Black people in okay. America. Okay. Specifically on Black people in America. Now, John, and let so, me before you even get into this, man. This is this is something that I, I'm one. I've I've been like wrestling with um, just this thought, um, and I. I I'm, I'm going, I got to look at the numbers, you know, so, so it could back up my theory. But since, since I got you here, I, I kind of want to, we kind of walk it through and then it can lead into what it is that you're talking about. Right. When mm-hmm. I look at, when I look at a lot of the young men who, uh, in, in our community, they, mm-hmm. they're into, they're into playing basketball, football and things of that nature, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I get it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, and then, and let's talk about the kids that play at a high level. Let's not even talk mm-hmm. about the, the, the kids who don't even make the team. They play at a high mm-hmm. level. Then they go to, uh, they, they go get a free education in college and then they mm-hmm. might go overseas. Right. Mm-hmm. I, the, the, the struggle that I have is after you go overseas and you come back, what is it that you do? Because a lot of these guys, and, mm. and, and like what you said earlier, is the second half of their life. A lot of these guys are stuck in the first half of their life. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? And, and and I'm talking about as black as black men. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So how do we coach these guys? You know what I mean? In the second half of of their life. Wow. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It makes perfect sense. Um, but like you said, with, with coaching, uh-huh. um, it requires empathy. Uh-huh. So one of the first things I ask guys to do is just tell me your story. Yeah. 
you know, to, you know, um, one, one of the, the downsides of the social work profession mm-hmm. is that you see so many patterns in people's lives mm-hmm. that you forget to acknowledge that each person is unique. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when you read the stats, Al, uh, one in three children in America grow up without a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seven out of ten children in urban communities grow up without a father. Mm. One in three, um, one in three women have been sexually abused before the age of eighteen. Mm. One in six men have been sexually abused. One in four Americans are dealing with a mental illness at any point in time. Mm. Um, but and we talk about the financial limits. Mm-hmm. When we start looking at people through the lens of statistics, we dehumanize them. Mm. So the first thing I want to do is get to know who the person is. Mm-hmm. You know, first, I want to get to know who they are, what's their story, what, where they come from. And like I said, help them develop a vision for their future. Mm-hmm. Then I want to see what they've done. Um, some players go overseas, and I don't know if you know about what the contracts are. Sometimes they get paid a good amount. Definitely. Right. They get paid. Like, they might get a, a one-year contract for $600,000. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, hey, bro, do you do you have someone who knows how to manage money? And even to, to take it a step further... What financial literacy skills do you have? Which is uh, another program. I wrote about it in Bridge the Gaps, but we need to expand on it. That's another thing we have to work on, financial literacy. Yeah, um, It can't just be one person who knows everything and, and just you just hand it over to them. Mm-hmm. You know, Because we've seen um, nightmares around um, business managers who, who rob folks. So having a, a good understanding of where your money's going and how to how to spend your money, which right now we're seeing in the NBA. Um, I think one of the players from Portland Trailblazers, mm-hmm. CJ McCollum, mm-hmm. he was talking about how some players are living check to check in the NBA. Mm-hmm. All right, so I mean, hey, just think hey, about John. the salaries. Hey, John, yeah. and 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 I want to I want to go here because because we. we this this leads into our education, right? Because right. I was I, I've been doing this thing called Occupy the Schools, and I've been doing it online, right? And I was talking to a math teacher, a, a, a black math teacher, male math teacher, and one of the things that we brought up was um, a lot of times why us in our community are not good in financial liter- literacy is number one, it hasn't been taught, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for, generationally. You know what I mean? Right. So we, we're dependent on the school to teach us something that we haven't gotten from, from our parents, right? Then the right. other part is, is when we get to school, we have such a fear or we had a traumatic experience in that math class that now we have shunned math. Mm. You know what I mean? And now because mm-hmm. we shun math, you know, all your budget is and your financial literacy is based around numbers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So now, wow. so now, what, what? Now we struggle in the area of financial literacy because of that traumatic experience that we had. You know what I mean? Right. And now right. we don't have anybody to kind of coach us through and teach us through. So now is a generation. We're going generation after generation who wow. who's been scared. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of numbers. Yeah. And the only way we start to learn numbers is either when we don't have enough or we have too much. That's good. That's you know good. What I mean? And that's so true. That's so true. You know? And uh and, and that speaks to especially what I'm gonna be building into the program uh-huh. is eliminating um or ensuring that we create environments where people feel safe. 
to talk about their financial mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because, so, I mean, I haven't met a person who hasn't made a mistake financially. Yeah. Whether it was running up credit cards, you know, investing in something, not saving, not budgeting. Mm-hmm. So it, developing a place where we can feel safe to talk about uh, our spending um, habits and financial mistakes and just acknowledging what you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, I think there's some, like, one of the, one of the things that in leadership, you probably know this, we have to, in order to do the work that we do out to kind of turn this thing around, which is, you know, we're, we're there's a lot of changes happening, but we have a lot more work to do. Mm-hmm. We have to be around people who know more than us. Mm. And we have to recognize that it's not a knock on your intelligence to say that you don't know something. Mm. And say, yo, honestly, bro, I just, I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. And, and, and we have to take the shame out of the fact that, you know, sometimes we don't know things. We don't want to stay there in a, in a perpetual state of ignorance where we brag about it. Now, I don't know, you know, and I think that's another element of pathology. Like, you know, I don't know, why are you asking me for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like we got to get rid of that. But we also have to be honest and say, yo, let me try, let me not act like I know something. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you talk about Claude Anderson and, the, and the, the black agenda, to some people, you talking in gibberish, bro. They don't know who that is. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> they yeah. don't know what you're saying. They yeah. think every, everything is fine as yeah. far as they're concerned. Yeah. So we, we have to be honest and say there's some things we don't know and take steps towards safe communities, safe people who are not going to judge you for yeah. what you don't know. And I think that's really what we have to work on. So, so, so exactly. people can start to say, yo, I was, I'm, I'm afraid to say what I don't know. That's good. Or trauma, I was traumatized by it. Like what you said, I've been traumatized by my uh, learning experience around numbers. Yo, so John, so, 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 so question, right? Why do mm-hmm. why do and, and and we was talking about this a little bit um before, why do people need like a mentor in coaching? You know what I mean? Um and, and you know, coming from your, your, your book, why why is that important? Uh, um I mean mentors are valuable for so many reasons. Number one, they, they give you a philosophy of life mm-hmm. from the cradle to the grave. Mm-hmm. I think um more important than mentoring is modeling mm. because a lot of the lessons we learn are caught, not taught. Yeah. There are things about manhood I learned that no one ever said it to me. I just saw somebody do it. Yeah. And I said, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's what it means. You know what I'm saying? And children in particular, mm-hmm. they, you know, I think James Baldwin says, children have a hard time listening to their parents, but they never fail to imitate. Mm. So mm. the reason why I wrote the first guy and the second guy are written not to young people necessarily, but to leaders. Yeah. Because if you want to change the culture, change the leaders. Yeah. And the culture will change. Yeah. The, the people uh-huh. who influence. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and I think I think sometimes uh and that's why I talked about the basketball players, you know what I mean? Is because, you know, a lot of like and, and Chris, um Chris Boussard, you know, he he, yep. he talked about this um, he was in uh, in a room full of high school students, and he was mm-hmm. saying, "You ever see that ball player or that person who, when you see them, they always talking about their their high school uh, games, basketball games. Mm-hmm. They always talking mm-hmm. about their high school career." He said, mm-hmm. "But they're twenty years down. So in that twenty years, in so, so when you're thirty seven, you haven't done anything to accomplish anything. 
You know what mm. I mean? And, mm. and and that's where I think the coaching has to has to come in. Like after you after you put the games away, you know what I mean? Right. What skills have you acquired? You know what I mean? Right. What life skills? What skills have you acquired to make money, to uh to manage money? Uh what are the, what what the, what does what does those skills look like you know what i mean because yep. because what we're doing is and and i and i briefly text my my boy about this um you know i said when you when you play a sport what 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 are the careers that they normally do he said they come back and coach he said because they didn't finish school you know what i mean mm. so so that mean that tells me that they haven't really have find find out what they could do beyond the game mm. you, you know what i mean and now when so they they co- they do what they know you know what i mean right. so what have you what have you learned you know what i mean and, or right. are you willing to relearn certain things and start from the bottom so if they have that six figure contract you know what i mean they might have to come to you and you know what I mean, help manage their money. They might want to start a business or they might have to go back to school and, and relearn some things. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what's what's so great about what you just said mm. is that a lot of players are recognizing that mm. and they're teaching other people. Yeah. So so you have like Shaq, for example, mm. who he, he owns businesses um in different areas. Mm-hmm. Um you have Andre Iguodala. He he wrote he he wrote a memoir called The Six Men, mm-hmm. and he talks about the exploitation of black players mm-hmm. and uh, in, in colleges and how we need to change that. Um, he and he talks about um, how he is trying to make sure he's more financially literate mm-hmm. and how he learns he he's learning how to say no because the money you get from the NBA it's a lot of money, but you got to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Then you got to pay your agent mm-hmm. and then you want to send your kids to college. So you got to learn how to make the money last and how to, how, how you should make the money, um, make, make money for you in the future, how to invest it, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's changing right now. Yeah. So that a lot of what you're saying, um, hopefully in the next, you know, less, less than a decade doesn't become a consistent pattern. Like we've seen it in the past. Yes, sir. Yo, my and brother, teach other my mm-hmm. brother, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate the work that you're doing. I appreciate we we even get into the stuff that you're doing in the prisons and everything like that. We, well, I'm gonna have to have definitely gonna have to have you come back. We're going like I think this might have been our longest conversation, but it was so oh, wow. rich. It was so rich in 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 information and 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 love and just you know. So I appreciate you, man, and keep doing the work. Um, when do you 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 know when the book is gonna drop? God willing it to be out by the summertime. Okay. Okay. And, and, and my what, website. Where can I get it at? Uh yeah, my website is uh www.thebridge three three zero dot com. The bridge three three zero dot com. T H E. And uh yeah, you they can find it on the website. So. That's dope. You know what, John? Um, since I got you on, um, you know what I was thinking? Maybe what, what we can do is um we could do like a, a session, man. Like um we could do a virtual session with some brothers. Um, you know, uh and you you could you could lead the session, man. You know what I mean? Mm. Um mm. you know, and this I think because the, the 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 men need it, the women need it too, especially, you know, when we talk about these acronyms, you know what I mean? 
Um, mm-hmm. Like the casual, that that was that's a great one. Cars is a great one. So, um, mm-hmm. it, we we might have to do something on that. I think so. I think so. It'll be my it'll be my privilege, bro. And it's my privilege just to be able to talk to you. Thank, Thank you, you man. for giving me a platform, bro. I really appreciate it. No doubt, no doubt. So so, bro. Um, so give them your website. Give them your um your Instagram. Everything. Email. How how can they reach you again? Yeah, so everything is uh, the bridge three three zero um dot com. Uh Instagram, the bridge three three zero. I deactivated it just so I can get focused on on the book. Uh so I'll be ba- I'll be back on shortly. Once the second book comes out, um I'll promo it on um on Instagram. Uh, my my email, John at the bridge three thirty dot com. So you can reach out to me there. Thank you, man. Have a have a good one. Yo, man, thank you again. Absolutely. Thanks, Al. Right, wow, you might have to listen to this again. You might have to listen to this again. You're going to really have to sit with this one um, because this is stuff that you can apply. Just listen, you heard them acronyms? CARS. Uh, casual. You're going to have to sit with this one. This is one of the best best ones. And this is something that's apl- applicable. You can apply this. So... Um, I want to say thank you, John, and I want to say thank you for just rocking with me.